Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was good. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast! Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the U.S. Navy is huge. It's incredibly powerful, but like any other organization, it worries about a lot of stuff. Uh, you might be surprised to learn, uh, as we were, that the Navy, one of the things the Navy is worried about is the release of UFO files. Yeah, is it because they know they're outclassed by some other force, whether it's of this earth or not? Hmm, maybe. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, is it because it might expose some of their own activities? That's a possibility as well. Well, let's find out together on this episode. This is our last one for now of our UFO playlist. But guess what? There are more episodes on this topic that you can find in our feed. You just got to hunt for them. So good luck and enjoy this episode. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccan. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, as we have been doing at the top of the show, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to do a little bit of a, of a Twitter roll call. That's where we find some tweets from you and your fellow listeners. Just give them, give them some time on air to see what you all think about them. Who would like to do the honors today? Let's go to Indag15. Indag15. Indag15 says, 
Yo, so Harvey Weinstein got 23 years and everyone's talking about coronavirus? Was this planned or something? This is the same thing as Wendy Williams fainting during the wildfires. Interesting. Wait, wait, is he saying that coronavirus is the Wendy Williams fainting in the, uh, during the wildfires? Yes, the coronavirus is the, hey, look over your smokescreen, and the real thing is Harvey Weinstein. The cover story. Yeah, I don't, that seems wrong. I don't know. I feel like generally that would go the other way. That's what I'm thinking. Right. right. But, and that is not to, you know— A smirch? Um, well, it's it's not to say the, the victims of Harvey Weinstein are not important. That is just to say that's it's— going to affect a lot more people, the coronavirus. Well, than Weinstein went to jail. Yes. You know what I mean? It would it would feel like more of a one-to-one cover story comparison if Weinstein somehow did not go to jail and got, you know, put in mental institution or rehab. Like when he went to that, when he tried to go to that sex uh, addiction rehab and then dropped out early, that yeah. also happened. Uh, you know, it was probably so he could go have some sex. <laughs> Uh, Who knows? And the reports of uh, – we may have talked about this off air. may have talked about one of you guys. But the reports of his uh, – the reports of his Back bits, surgery or whatever? Bits, no, it was oh. unmentionables. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. His really, also, like like the, like the descriptions, descriptives. Yeah. I, I've not had the pleasure. so painful for uh, survivors to have to mention that. But his, his bits uh, – his Australia is a train wreck uh, in a medically – bizarre way. But yeah, could it be a cover story? We know that those we know that those do occur. Uh, we've had a lot of people actually write in to say that uh, see, people have said the coronavirus is a cover story for something different. Uh, many political partisans are saying coronavirus is a alarmist story meant to distract from what they see as the DNC conspiring to push an establishment candidate over the one that they feel is is closer to their values. But the thing about those cover stories is you never really know until it's too late to do anything, right? Yeah, it's true. So here's another one. Here's another Twitter shout-out from TechNow Music. TechNow Music says, Guys, big fan. I got some stuff they don't want you to know and would love to share it with you guys. It involves Black Hat SEO, search engine optimization, bots, elections, and what we expect in the upcoming elections. I know how all that stuff works intimately because I used to do it. Yeah. Big shout out to technology-internet god. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do not know who you are, genuinely, technology. You seem to have a lot of followers. Technology Internet God, we should say, though. Technology Internet God, I apologize. <laughs> I, oh, man. But that's, uh, you know, you've intrigued us. We would love to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to send things, detailed things, our email is conspiracy at iheartradio.com. And, you know, we've got that phone number that you'll hear at the end. Mm-hmm. And if you would be more comfortable using an encrypted info drop site, uh, then I can set one of those up and we can communicate that way. Or Proton Mail. Or Proton Mail as well. This is not a commercial for Proton Mail, but they do good work. Wait, is Proton Mail where you like molecularly deconstruct it and then reassemble it on the other side or something? Almost exactly that, just really? with encryption. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty secure. A lot of journalists, especially in uh, dangerous authoritarian countries, use Proton Mail. And this concludes our Twitter roll call. On with the show. Today we return, fellow conspiracy realist, once again to the controversial and fast-moving, get it, world of UFO revelations. In recent years, in recent months, Western governments have done something kind of hilarious. 
Uh, they've revealed internal documentation that flatly contradicts their earlier stated policies. Remember, in the days after Blue Book, the famous Project Blue Book, where uh, wherein uh, the government collected all these reports of unidentified flying objects, in the years since then, Uncle Sam's main official line had always been, we did this, we didn't find anything, we don't waste money on it anymore because you're a taxpayer, that's your money. We spend it on good stuff like bombs, maybe weaponized diseases. But recent leaks later confirmed that the U.S. Navy, at the very least, uh, as well as the Pentagon, were in fact closely monitoring what they called UAP, unexplained aerial phenomena, while simultaneously claiming they were doing no such thing. Isn't that just like a synonym for UFO? How is that? Is there anything that sets it apart? Uh, it doesn't have the stigma. So it's just sort of like a stand-in then? It's sort of like a less charged version of the same exact thing? Well, it's it's more broad too because it doesn't have the implication that there's a physical object. That it's a craft of some kind. Right. Got it, it, it could got just it, be weather in Aurora Borealis. Which is often the explanation for UFOs as mm. well. So it's interesting that there's a separate term. I wonder who pitched that in a meeting. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, this this is interesting, though, because this is still a developing story. Uh, we want to give you a, a real quick walkthrough on some stuff for a deep dive into some of this information. Please check out our earlier episode, not sponsored by Blink-182. But when we talk about revelations, what do we mean? Here are the facts. In 2017, the New York Times exposed the Pentagon's previously secret mysterious UFO program that was known as Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or AATIP, uh, ATIP. A tip? I'm going to go with ATIP. This program catapulted uh, an individual who was previously uh, quite unknown um, by the name of Luis Elizondo um, right into the public eye. Elizondo was a former employee of the Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence, or USTI, uh, and a former U.S. Army counterintelligence special agent. Yes. And Luis Elizondo, as we will refer to as Elizondo, henceforth, he, uh, he was the head of this AATIP, or, or uh, ATIP, as we have named it now. This was a really interesting thing. It was a program, a type of program that we've discussed before on this show called a special access program. It was allotted somewhere between 22 and $29 million dollars. And it was – it got its start or was initiated by the Defense Intelligence Agency. And here's the – here's what it was going to do. It was going to study unidentified aerial phenomena, these things we call now UAPs, um, also UFOs. And this guy, like we said, he just got thrust out there. He had to start immediately answering questions about this thing that nobody knew about. Really interesting, too, because when he started answering this, it was after the fact he was an ex-government employee. And Louis made a lot of claims. I'm calling him Louis because that's what the History Channel refers to him as. Okay. Uh, we'll get to it. Uh, uh, he claimed that not only was Uncle Sam uh, cognizant of these various instances of UAP, but he claimed that they retrieved the Holy Grail. UFOlogy, which would be physical evidence. He said there were metal alloys and other materials the government had recovered. According to the DOD, this program was ended in 2012 after five years. However, that's what they said about the kind of investigations that took place during Blue Book. 
And that was true for some of the time, but not true for several years. So, of course, you cannot blame people for saying they don't believe the official line. And we said Elizondo was an ex-government employee. He resigned from that program in October of 2017, and he said he resigned in protest of government secrecy, uh, what he saw as opposition to the mission of the program, and his personal belief that in both the DOD, the Pentagon, and the halls of Congress, uh, this mission was not being taken seriously. He felt kind of like maybe it was someone's pet project, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. And then – You know, he left the government. He said, I don't like your mission. I'm going to a place where I can find a real home where I'm going to really gel with what this company and this service is all about. Slab City? (laughs) Slab City. (laughs) No. He started working with To The Stars Academy that if you're a listener of this show, you may be familiar. If you're a listener of the Joe Rogan experience, you're probably familiar. If you're a listener of really – Important, I might say, early 2000s music. You may be familiar. Um, To the Stars Academy is the private UFO investigation group created by... Created by Tom DeLonge, uh, who is currently also famous for being a founding member of the band Blink-182. He has retired from Blink-182. However, To The Stars Academy uh, still is involved in the music business. We but, talked but about this before. We did. but And you may think, oh, wait, a, a, a UFO slash UAP focused company created by a former musician? Oh, I don't need to worry about that. They're never going to do anything groundbreaking. They've definitely done some, some stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because in 2018, uh, they kind of shocked the world. They shocked us. Yeah, in 2018, uh, To the Stars Academy released a 30-second video of U.S. Navy pilots encountering a UFO. This was different from uh, many similar instances of alleged UFO footage. Well, I say alleged, of UFO footage because the some of the people – who were involved directly on the Navy side confirmed that this was legit. The- and you may remember the one. I mean, it, it was it was remarkable as well because it was very clear that the pilots were seeing something that was very uh, unusual and the way they were commenting on it really rang true. Yeah, and they had none of the usual disadvantages that you'll see in a lot of UFO reports. They were not on they were not on the ground, they were not inexperienced, you know. They were familiar with all the things it could be and they couldn't answer the question. This was one of those uh, very small percentages of UFO reports that did not have even on the very skeptical end, a satisfying answer. Mm -hmm. They're commenting about the way it's moving. It's like a little blip on their radar, like a bogey, right? And they're, whoa, look at it go. Look at it flip. You know, they're saying all these things of these like very um, firsthand um, observations from people that are experts in in such things. Well, they had visual contact. Right. Excuse me. They, They did as well. Absolutely. The footage was recorded on the East Coast of the United States in 2015. So that's what happened. All All of that is real. Those are factual events. There's another factual thing we have to mention here about Elizondo and about To The Stars. That is, despite the fact that this footage is real, it's been confirmed, that 30 seconds actually happened. Despite all that, there was still an enormous problem of credibility for both Elizondo and for To The Stars Academy itself. First, Elizondo's post-government career – 
has led to some criticism, both from skeptics and from people who are more true believers in the UFO community. And that's because, you know, his life didn't stop when his government paycheck stopped. If it ever did, which is another theory about him. Uh, Elizondo joined the cast of a show on the History Channel called Unexplained. And you know how those kinds of shows go on the History Channel, uh, which is not a ding on them. It's just very much on the entertainment side of the spectrum. Uh, Think of George Sukalos, right? So this has prompted some critics to imply or insinuate that his goal is to turn a profit rather than to pursue the truth. But to be fair, those two are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, and there's the other point here that's been made before, which is possibly this story, kind of like as our Twitter friend identified earlier, this concept of putting forth a bit of disinformation to be a smokescreen or to throw people off a track. Mm. Um, We hopefully will talk about a little bit later in the episode. Um, not it could be that his motivations are not just profit; they are to purposefully put out bogus information. Ah, yes, yeah. Uh, but again, that is complete speculation. Who knows his intentions? What's tricky about that, though, is that even if he comes out later and says, "I was working as a disinfo agent," you know, uh, shout out to disinfo.net. <laughs> I was working as an agent of mis or disinformation, and I. I'm going to confess it all. What if he said that in a tell-all documentary, you know, that people had to buy? Then you wouldn't trust him again, right? Because you would still – unless it, unless there is a harsh air gap, a clear separation between profit and uh, prescience or, or a prophetic figure, then people are always going to ask that question and it's a valid question to ask. Us asking it is just us describing the lay of the land. Who's that guy we interviewed that like sold like UFO tours or something or like UFO vision quests kind Dr. of? Dr. Stephen Greer. Right. That, you know, again, not throwing shade directly, but it does call into question when your whole purpose for espousing a certain belief is to sell quite expensive seminar packages. Yes, but in the case of Elizondo, Who knows how that opportunity to be on the History Channel came about. True. It could have been a tremendous opportunity for him uh, money-wise while, like we said, kind of while still pursuing the truth and seeking the truth. We just have to keep all of that stuff in mind as as we continue along here. One last point, and it's something that some of our fellow listeners will know, but many of us may not be aware of this. A lot of times when people end up being pundits or subject matter experts on entertainment shows like that, they they get in that old uh, – they're, they're in that old frog and slowly boiling water kind of thing. They meet some producers who are maybe not 100 percent ethical who say, we believe in your mission. We want to help you. And then along the way, they just slowly nudge them further and further away from something that's more documentary or fact-finding into something that's more entertainment. There's also absolutely nothing preventing a lot of those companies from taking someone's statement out of context or even uh, what's called frankenbiting. And you guys, can you describe frankenbiting for everyone? Yeah, it's sort of like um, taking 
little syllables and snippets of things people say. Uh, it's typically done in reality television where you cut away from the person's visual and then you hear the sound of their voice saying a thing that sounds believable, but it's really just a snipped up mishmash of different things they've said to give it a certain meaning. Right. And, and this is something you have to do in true crime podcasts a lot where maybe a fact is slightly wrong and you don't have your host in to do a fix or something. You know, that's, that, that's a much fix. more uh, magnanimous version of, of, of reason to do this. Well, well, I guess what I'm saying is that concept of Frankenbiting, it's something you can do with editing tools, whether in video or audio, that if you have control or rights over the materials – you have, as Ben said, there's very little anyone can do about that. And it's not inherently uh, nefarious is what you're saying as well. I mean, yeah. you can do it to help the person sound like they said the correct thing. Mm -hmm. And you could argue still maybe there's some ethical gray area there. If they didn't really say it, maybe you should just you know, find a different way to say it. But what's done a lot of times in reality television where it is more nefarious is to actually have someone say something that they didn't really say. Right. So uh, – a hopefully fictitious example would be on a reality show, let's say we have a, someone who says, so-and-so is my best friend. I would never sleep with his wife. Uh, but I love having this conversation because when I get to air this out, uh, we can dispel any rumors. And so the producers could take that and just pull the words out and they would say, I love having sex with his wife. And it would be smooth enough that if you didn't know the situation, you would think, wow, what a dirtbag to say that. And you would never know that they made one sentence out of like two or three. We're just saying that can happen. That can happen. So maybe, uh, maybe Elizondo was in a situation like that. Maybe we're being too hard on this. We just have to admit those things can happen in the world of television. And there's no denying that Elizondo did incredibly important work and may still be doing it, right? Uh, but the problem with credibility, or we should say the criticisms of credibility, don't stop with this individual. We're going to pause for a word from our sponsors, and then we'll turn our eyes briefly to the stars academy, to the stars academy, not literally to the stars. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies 
personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think, it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Let's continue with To The Stars. It was originally launched as a record label, which is, you know, that's a cool thing. Record labels are cool. They're not quite as profitable as they once were, but you can still do uh, some great works with within one of those. Oh, and that was 2014. Yes, that was 2014. Um, then, you know, over time, it evolved into kind of a mixed media, a more general entertainment company. And, you know, as of the time that we're discussing here, 2017, they existed as a public benefit corporation. Now, that is a fun status to have. Is yeah. that like a nonprofit? Uh, no? They can still make money. So they're, they're kind of a corporation that in their charter, in their mission statement, in their goals, they can list public benefit as one of their goals in addition to stuff like – making the most money possible for shareholders. It's like a legal way of saying we're we're the good guys. Uh, so so they did that. Uh, now they they've published graphic novels, they've published books. They've also of course done a number of TV shows, films and still as a record label doing albums, right? The company is responsible, at least partially, for reinvigorating public interest in UFOs, as well as serious 
serious research on the subject. I mean, I, even if someone's critical of them, they can't take that away from them. They are they are driving force of that conversation. Elizondo is, as we record, still with To The Stars Academy. What's his official title? Uh, according to the current website, he is the Director of Government Programs and Services. And in government programs and services, so he's kind of like their government expert, their subject matter expert or government liaison. Yeah, and underneath that, just it's really interesting. They have a the team, a little tab you can click on. Under that, it lists all of his his background there just to let you know, like he really has had a lot of experience. He does. He has a wealth of experience. Uh, it's also weird because I've seen it in different places on the website where he's described as the director of global security and special programs. Nice. So maybe that title's changed over time. But as of March of 2020, uh, the latest news from To The Stars is that they have announced a partnership with an equity firm, TriPoint Global Equities, to sell shares in their organization. And talking about investments in that way makes people a little skittish. You know what I mean? Oh, now, yeah. Now you're messing with the money. Uh, more than one person has learned the hard way that that's not the best idea. Uh, so it's weird. When you go to the – I, I want to see what you guys think about this. When you go to the website – to the starsacademy.com the first thing that comes up is invest now you have you have a menu button you have a two buttons on the landing page that say invest now and you have one that says play video minimum investment $350 price per share $5 huh interesting you know uh, i don't like it to to the stars i don't like it 70 share minimum buy-in. But but that that being said, Ben, if you go through that team, the team that they've got down there, there's a dude named Steve Justice, which first of all, incredible name, <laughs> Steve <laughs> Justice. Come on. He's the Chief Operations Officer, Aerospace Division Director. This dude, he's retired and he retired from Skunk Works at Lockheed. He worked there for 31 years. Uh, come on. If you're going to have somebody on your team that knows this kind of stuff, that's the guy, Steve Justice. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to sound too credulous or something, but if you look at especially the board members, I get the sense that they're not in it for the money, which I like. You know what I mean? I think they're, they're – I, I can't say definitively, but it feels like they're in it because they believe in it. Dude, yeah, Jim Semivan, he he spent 25 years as an operations officer for the Central Intelligence Agency, uh, the Directorate of Operations. I mean, come on. That's – yeah, I don't think that dude's in it for the money. That guy's <laughs> that guy's espionage city and he's just like, what's going on over here? <laughs> or did they infiltrate right. immediately and Jim is the inside guy? I just don't – that's the thing. I just don't – I this is just my opinion. This is just one person's opinion. I try to keep opinions out, out of the show, but I feel like people never really leave the CIA. Yeah. I feel like you're always, maybe you're officially retired, but you're always kind of on call. You know what I mean? I, I feel that way. I feel like that's absolutely the way, especially if you're at the top. But, you know, I never officially been in the CIA. Add to the problem of credibility for the organization is that they have a uh, they have a reported multi million dollar operating deficit, something like thirty seven point four million dollars in the hole. 
And this leads people, especially, again, people who are already more on the skeptical side, to say, like, this is a money grab instead of an actual legitimate enterprise. But again, for the skeptics, they did get a hold of a 36-second video that is legitimate, that no one can explain, including the U.S. government, and the U.S. government admitted it. So they did that. That happened, right? It is weird to have a piece of evidence like that, that you know it's real. You're sitting there, you're looking at it, you're like, okay, there's something here, but I can't I can't prove that this is real. I just – it feels real. It looks real. It sounds real. Mm. But is it real? So that's where we're at, folks. Elizondo confirmed his secret program. The Navy admitted it. And while it was the most significant disclosure since the declassification of Project Blue Book, at least in this country, nothing much seems to have come from the claims. Yet that mysterious footage remains unexplained. The pilots went on record – confirming stuff they couldn't explain. They made their own guesses, but then the story just sort of stopped. So that's the end, right? We're done with this episode? All finished? Or are we? You see, this January, the Navy had something else to say. And we'll tell you what it was after a word from our sponsor. Infuriating! The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's where it gets crazy. So in January of 2020, not too long ago at all, uh, independent researcher Christopher Lambright got a response to his FOI uh, request, Freedom of Information Act request, seeking more information on the uh, strange sighting by Navy pilots that we discussed earlier in the episode that took place on November 14th of 2004. Um, what he was looking for specifically was more information on the video footage and uh, some presentation slides from the Office of Naval Intelligence. Yeah, the Navy shut them down. People who know who, who are familiar with the uh, FOIA request, uh, they can take forever. You often don't get the results you want, right? And the Navy, uh, the Navy came back with with a line that I, we really like the way Vice reported this. We have, we have a quote. So here's what the Navy said. So the Navy said it had, quote, discovered certain debriefing slides that are classified top secret. A review of these materials indicates that they are currently and appropriately marked and classified top secret under Executive Order 13526, and the original classification authority has determined that the release of these materials would cause exceptionally grave damage huh? to the national security of the United States. Well, let's stop right there. Think about that. Exceptionally grave damage to national security. What the hell is on these slides? What's in that footage? Right. Wait, why is it exceptionally grave? Does that imply that regular grave was fine? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, so Vice followed up and asked about this denial, and that's when uh, Pentagon spokesperson Susan Goh uh, elaborated a little, and she said, the Department of Defense, specifically the U.S. Navy, has the video, quote, like uh, the full video. Yes. Because there's more than that 36 seconds apparently. Uh, as Navy and my office have stated previously, as the investigation of UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Sightings, is ongoing, we will not publicly discuss individual sighting reports, observations. However, I can tell you that the date of the 2004 USS 
Nimitz video is November 14th, 2004. So I could tell you the yeah. date. Yeah. Uh, I can also tell you the length of the video that's been circulating since 2007 is the same as the length of the source video. We don't expect to release this video. But huh. everybody else involved directly has said that they there's an eight to nine minute or even longer video. And then additionally, some of the uh, – I, I don't know. It gets sticky. Like, what what are they hiding? That's the question because they didn't really say. They just said it's secret. It could be exceptionally dangerous to national security and favorite boogeyman. Uh, but, what, I mean, what do we think? A lot of people are – there's a lot of conjecture about this, and it feels like a lot of it is pretty solid or at least valid, understandable. Uh, yeah, it feels – it feels very solid. I was reading an, another uh, link, a Politico article that we had used for the research of this show, just kind of going back over it right now. It was from September of 2019. And in this case, it's a Republican House Homeland Security Committee member. He's actually the ranking member of the Intelligence and Counterterrorism Subcommittee. And he was asking specifically about some of these sightings, about some of these things. And the quote that comes at the end of this article from Walker, from Representative Walker, says, quote, if the Navy believes that China or Russia possesses advanced aerospace technologies that represent a national security vulnerability, the American people have the right to know what their government is doing about it. So then they're saying that if there is a um, – if, if this is a mundane thing and there's some kind of, let's say – defense or war uh, warcraft gap, then the public needs to know about it. Yeah, if they're if they're really saying, you know, as they've stated there, this could have this grave damage to national security, um, it's it either means that somebody else has some kind of technology that's dangerous to us, or means we have some kind of insane technology that it would be dangerous if other countries knew we had it. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, those Why, are the they only... would like pre preemptively strike or something or they would – there would be retaliation? Or it would just be less useful. Yeah. I see. Well, so there would be less of the element of surprise. I got it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and the third option there is that there's some kind of outside exterior force that mm -hmm. is a danger to all of humanity, which is – the most exciting one, though the least likely. Right. Questions are exciting when you do what we do. If you are on the front lines of trying to keep people from dying, then questions rightly should terrify you. Yeah. So worst case scenario is they don't know what it is at all. Uh, so, you know, people have – plenty of people have speculated that there is more footage, right? And that's what was being denied. Um, popular mechanics – uh, had multiple witnesses from the Nimitz incident who said that they definitely saw something that was much longer and a lot more clear, higher resolution, which you guys as editors taught me a long time ago is one of the trickiest things about a lot of at least the video stuff. Uh, you know, that resolution, once you get past – once you get to a certain uh, degradation, it, it, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, because the answer is moot. But we are talking about 2004 True. technology True. On, on an aircraft. True. Uh, there's, there's something else that I want to put in uh, that's been reported in, in a couple of different places. Witnesses said that 
after the incident, shortly after the incident, unidentified people who had some kind of credentials showed up in a helicopter and took the footage. Hmm. Just swooped it up. And still, those people have not been tied to any official government agency. But not everyone agrees. You know, there, there are also people who witnessed it who said, clearly what I saw was not of this world. You know, and they, you know, they're again, they're educated in observation. They've seen the physics and they're saying you just can't do a 45 degree move like that. Uh, but there are other people who are more skeptical, like Commander David Fravor said, you know, longer videos of this incident don't exist. I would have heard them. People are being alarmist. But no matter how you slice it, no matter where you fall on the spectrum, the answer is simply this. There is more to the story. The Navy's not letting it out. They say it's dangerous. There is literally stuff they don't want you to know. The, uh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Why would there not be longer video? Right. In what in what version of this would there not be longer video? The only way is if somebody hit record on a device and then hit record again after 30 seconds well, where it stopped recording. Do we have a story as to how they got hold of the video in the first place? Uh, I think that is that is probably classified within the halls of To the Stars Academy. Well, from what I remember, and this comes back from some of our conversations with other people in the environment, from what I remember, uh, Tom DeLong's account was that he had met with people surreptitiously in like hotel rooms and stuff and that someone – slid him the tape through unofficial channels. So it's definitely a leak. I mean, it, maybe it's just the best, the, the the good part, you know? Yeah, but see, this is why it screams disinfo to me. It screams disinfo to me because it is this tiny little tantalizing snippet that was given to Tom DeLong in a hotel somewhere by someone. I don't know. And after all, I mean, it... Because of the nature of the resolution of the footage, you could certainly fake a video like that pretty easily. Yeah. With plugins and, you know, just mm -hmm. downgrading the video quality or doing any number of things. I'm pretty terrible at it and I'm confident that I could make it. Because the voice, you just hear the voices. You don't even see their faces. You just see like a static shot from within the cockpit, right? Yeah, it's it's the observational uh camera, I guess, that they're using. It's the equivalent of like a like a, a dash cam in like a Uber or something. <laughs> kind of, but they've got a HUD and it is a really, or heads-up display, and it is a really sophisticated system. It's just, you know, with a with an Adobe suite, you could, you could recreate all that. Another interesting thing about that, why is there just the video? Because those, they don't just have a camera slapped in front of the jet fighters. They have multiple monitoring systems. There's a suite so I would be interested in seeing any other onboard sensor reports. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's way less sexy than a video, but uh, it would go a long way toward helping explain what this was. It would be better data at least. I mean, because surely there – if it's locking in on this bogey or whatever, there would be a record of its trajectory and the way it moved and stuff. And you should be able to generate a report 
on that, I would imagine, right? Yeah, absolutely. And here's another thing that's a little screwy about this. The Pentagon repeatedly changed its story since the original exposure, uh, past the point of fog of war or miscommunication internally, right, which can totally happen. That can totally happen. Sometimes agencies can just be wrong about what their message is. But as recently as last month, the Pentagon said that ATIP had nothing to do with UFOs, what we would call UFOs. Elizondo has said that he is, quote, not able to comment further on the existence of a longer video due to my obligations involving my NDA, non-disclosure agreement, with the government and the fact that I am no longer employed with the U.S. government. However, he follows, as I stated before, people should not be surprised by the revelation that other videos exist and at a greater length. So to unpack that, he said, I can't, I, I guess what he's, trying to do is skirt the line of NDA and say, well, I can't say if there's a longer version of this video that we're talking about, but I can say you shouldn't be surprised if other longer videos exist, which is, you know, uh, that can make a, a pretty good meal for lawyers. You know what I mean? If that ever, that, that would be interesting in a courtroom, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. So, so there we go. I mean, what, what, what do you all think? I don't know about you guys. I would I would say one of two things are most likely. One, like you said, Matt, uh, maybe there's an uh, a rival military that has some kind of maybe like a sub-launched nuke or missile that has some previously unknown abilities, uh, or maybe there's something that the U.S. did observing this stuff. And they don't want, like to your point about the element of surprise, Noel, maybe they don't want rival militaries to know just how they, how good they are at monitoring things. Like that's the reason a lot of intelligence was classified in the years before Five Eyes was public knowledge. Yeah, it's true. Hi, yeah, hiding the surveillance technology. So are they hiding their technology? Are they hiding <sighs> someone else's? What's going on? Something else's? Something else's? Yeah. We want to hear from you. I, tell us if you think it's some kind of new sophisticated uh, UAV technology. Because mm. it, well, it looks like, like it was probably a smaller craft. But oh, yeah. it, it did look odd in, in that video. I don't know. I, for a while there, I was convinced it was some kind of drone. Right. The shape of it is, is, is almost like got that triangular kind of vibe to it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah. odd. Very odd. Very odd. Quick question, you guys, to derail and take us into the realm of speculative fiction. Have you guys seen the trailer for the new season of Westworld yet? Yes. I think it looks awesome. Okay. You don't think so? You seem Yeah, no, skeptical. I think so. I, I'm... Why'd you say that with a big question mark at the end? I am looking forward to it, and it's coming out. It will be out by the time this episode releases. The show will? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I just, I just like that it's in the real world, and it's like, you know, and it's got all these crazy mechs and drones and stuff, and we haven't really seen much of that in the show up until now. I'm, I'm excited. And it's got Jesse Pinkman from uh, Breaking Bad, which I, I'm, whatever his name is, the real actor guy. Aaron yes. Paul. Aaron Paul, that's it. He's, he's fantastic. Look, this show is not brought to you by Westworld or HBO or any of the other things that we mentioned today. Um, Tom DeLonge? At least – Angels at, and Airwaves? At least at the time that we're recording it. However, maybe one day in the future, you will hear a Westworld ad 
on this episode, and your mind will be blown. Wouldn't if, that be nice? If we're still around, I mean, who knows? Are, have, are we going to become a, quote, grave threat to national security? I hope not. Extraordinarily grave threat. Uh, I got I to ask you guys, you know how Tom DeLonge had a very distinct vocal style as one of the singers of Blink-182? Let's call it a little nasally, I guess, you know? So the guy that replaced him in the band, who was in the band Alkaline Trio, he does like a perfect copy of that. And I don't, how, how, do you, how do you do that and live with yourself? I, like, he's just totally <laughs> doing his best Tom DeLonge impression. He's probably, I mean, it's cool to be a working musician. He's probably maybe. living with himself all the way to the bank. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, or maybe he already got picked because he naturally sings like that. Maybe so. It's sort of like Peter Gabriel versus Phil Collins. You know, Phil Collins was the drummer for Genesis and sang all the backups. And then when he took Peter's place as the lead singer, he sounds just like Peter, but it's because they kind of came up singing together. So maybe it's not as rip-off-y as I think. Oh. I quite enjoyed seeing them live. Uh, the drummer, Travis Barker, is a monster. Oh, yeah. Tra- Travis Barker has that invisible touch, too. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited that you're excited, Noel. Well, thanks, man. So, everyone, if you can hear this, please reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook where we're Conspiracy Stuff or, let's say, Instagram where we're Conspiracy Stuff Show. Tell us what you think about this serious UFO slash UAP program that was occurring there, about this specific uh, case of some kind of unidentified aerial phenomena, and um, what you think about this whole possibility that there's a longer video out there somewhere. Have you seen it? Can you send it? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going (laughs) to ask. Uh, Send it our way via any of those channels if you'd like. Or, hey, you can give us a phone call and tell us all about it. Our number is 1-833-STDWYTK. Leave a message. We will hear you. And Oh, hey, guess what? It's that special time. We are going to hear the latest message that has come in. I'm just pulling it up right here. All right. Hey, guys. Just wanted to say I'm a huge fan of the show. Love what you guys do. Keep up the good work. And, uh, oh, yeah, and here's my Ben Bolin impression, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. See ya. Whoa, that uh, one that one was unexpected. Ben, your thoughts. It. Your yeah, thoughts. I nailed it. Thanks so much, Ben. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> we found out some somewhere on the internet that people do a drinking game based on our various uh idiosyncrasies. Ooh, what's what's uh that. so what's yours? Do you know? Is it is it that? Yeah. Wait, what's Knowles in mine? Uh Knowles is funny question and yours is but what if. Oh, okay. Nice. I thought mine would have been using the word situation. I say that a lot or I say like, you know, it's a UFO type situation or a paper cup type situation, you know? I could see that. Maybe randomly bringing up an HBO show. <laughs> that was not random. That was drone based, okay? That was very apper drone. Get it? Never mind. That was bad. Uh, I thought it was there. Thanks, bud. Awesome. Yeah. And if you have, uh, if you have thoughts, if you have full video, if you have more insight into To the Stars UAP or UFO, let us know. If you hate social media, that's fine. We totally get it. Uh, and if you hate phones, that's fine. I get it as well. We have one last way to contact us other than midnight at a crossroads. Send us an email directly. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com.
Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.